Okay, guys, week 16. Let's talk about the kingdom. I'm here with Adam and Elijah, and we are going to talk about the millennial kingdom of God. And just for everyone who's listening, our belief in this regards is that we believe in the imminent, visible, personal return of Lord Jesus Christ. And when he does, he's going to literally reign for a thousand years on earth. So Jesus is going to reign here on earth for a thousand years. This is what we would call the millennial kingdom. And so, guys, let's talk about it. This is primarily comes from John's Revelation, right, in Revelation mm-hmm. 20, where he talks about um, what happens in the millennial kingdom. But I have some questions for you coming out of our message on Sunday and also just kind of picking your guys' brains. What do you What do you guys think about the idea of Jesus coming here and reigning for a thousand years, just that thought of what does it look like for Jesus to be um, in control, for Jesus to be over government, <laughs> over over people, over this world? How, how do you think that would change this world? Yeah, it's hard to imagine, right? Just with how broken and sinful the whole world is, how broken and sinful I am, with um, how messed up government is and... Um, just the, the ideals that we follow for, for him to come back and restore all of that, set up his kingdom here. It, <laughs> it's hard to believe and, and imagine what that's going to look like, but I'm excited. Yeah. And I think about like when Jesus was first here on the earth and his interactions with the Pharisees and, you know, they were like the head of government. Or they were what people looked up to in those communities. And he did a lot of, calling them out you know exposing a lot of things in that and i feel like it's gonna kind of be the same whenever he comes he's gonna expose a lot of lies and deceit and kind of you know fix (laughs) fix what needs to be fixed in our societies and i think it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful and yeah yeah in your own words guys what do you think it's gonna be like for jesus to be here like practically how does that look what do you think it will look like to kind of live alongside of Jesus in in the millennial kingdom? How's that going to look practically, just like in your own words? What do you what comes to your mind? Um, Glorious, yeah. Like that's just I don't know. I feel like most people, I don't know, maybe not even most people, because of what we're reading, we know there's going to be people that rebel. But I feel like it's going to be really hard to deny His glory in those instances yeah that's a great word because it's like our soul and our spirit is going to know that that's the truth that's the direction to go so it's going to be hard to see that and not be in awe all the time Mm -hmm. yeah let's take it back a little bit because i i my mind is how my mind works and you guys know since we've done a bunch of these you know my mind works a little weird with this stuff but i think about okay let's let's imagine when jesus comes back how do you think the world is going to explain that to each other? So, like, I think the world's going to know, right? And we, we even can argue right now the world is able to know something rapidly because of technology. So the world's going to know pretty, pretty quickly. Um, what do you think the world's going to do to try to justify it away? Or try, like, what do you, how do you think the world, right? Imagine if he comes back in the next year or two. So mm-hmm. you know the world that exists today. Mm-hmm. How would it respond to that? What do you think would be... Like, even in percentage, how do you think the news would be? Just kind of talk through that a little bit. I think there would be people trying to make an explanation of it and, like, oh, this is just this guy. Or I even think people might try to 
discounted as like extraterrestrial, like alien life or so stuff like that. Yeah, I think so too. And just continuously trying to deny the Bible, even if they picked it up, they would see that it's a it's a fulfilled prophecy. So. I could yeah, I could even see it as there being like a extended hatred towards him for which is which is weird because it's like he's coming back and fulfilling these prophecies but then it like makes people hate him more just because of how wicked our hearts are are so it's like all this time people have been trying to fill their own hearts but then Jesus comes back and they realize who this is but still because how desperate and wicked our our hearts are I'm having trouble saying that yeah <laughs> um how wicked our hearts are they're still gonna have that hatred for him just because of pride deep down mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah and remember they they are just gonna come out of the tribulation where they've seen great deception in leadership yeah right and the antichrist and all these things so there's a there's an appeal to Jesus, obviously, that we see in Scripture that I think many times evangelicals don't acknowledge, which is when he comes back, I, I, I would say there's, based on Isaiah's prophecy, there's going to be a great revival amongst the Jewish people, mm-hmm. right? And so you have a lot of Messianic Jews, but you also have Jews that would argue that they don't believe in Jesus as a Messiah. Well, at that point, they will, right? And so there'll be a great revival that happens. In fact, Isaiah 53, right, is, is talking about that, where they're going to look back and mourn the generations that denied Jesus as a Messiah. So, so you're going to know, right, you have the, the old saints and the new saints with this massive revival of the Jewish people coming alongside of Jesus in his kingdom, worshiping him. Um, but yeah, then, then there's the, the world that went through tribulation, but yet are still going to reject that and to your point that that has a lot to do with the human heart right because at that point all the prophetic stuff is 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 going to continue to be fulfilled as it is today and people deny even the prophetic fulfillments which i think is really hard to do um you're gonna have a massive amount of jewish people affirm jesus as a messiah right so you're not even going to have really a lot of jewish and christian division (laughs) when it comes they're all going to be unified and saying jesus is lord um you're going to have physical evidence, right? So you're going to have the, the physical sight and eyes and you know ears to see this, and yet they'll still be deniers. So guys, what does that say about the human heart and the condition of the human heart and how that really is is the problem here? Yeah. Right? And, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, to touch on your point before, before you go, um, with Isaiah 53, even the chapter before, Isaiah 52, where Babylon had come and destroyed Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. and they were just living in exile and and hopelessness. There's a verse, I believe it's it's verse 7, where Isaiah talks about how beautiful the feet on the mountains are those who bring good news. Mm. And so, like... There, these prophets are coming and bringing these this great news that there is hope and a coming Messiah, a um, someone someone who's going to come set up the kingdom and and bringing peace, and that's their hope that they can rely on. So that's like a really beautiful message still to us, even though he was talking more about Jesus um, coming and dying on the cross for us. That's still a an example of the hope that we have now that he's 
not done. He's going to come back. He's going to return, set up ultimate peace and his glorious kingdom, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. No, you good. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, especially today, well, because we see it, but a lot of people have a problem being wrong. You see that in our society. Like, even when they know they're wrong, it's like, no, I'm not going to own that. I'm going to sit here and try to convince you of why I'm right, or I'm just going to stand on my pride. Like you see that a lot. Even um, when Moses was uh, leading them through the, the desert, you know, they started worshiping other gods, and they fell sick, and um, God told Moses to make, like, the cross with the snake on it, and whoever looked at it would be healed, but there would still be those who wouldn't look at it, you know, and it's like, God has done all of this for you, led you out of Egypt, and you worship other gods, and then he's provided for you, he's given you manna, he's given you meat, and then you worship another God, you fall sick, and he says, all you have to do is look at this cross, and there's people who still won't do it knowing the miracles that they've seen. They've seen the Red Sea parted, like, you know? So I think a lot of that that condition of the human heart is just the pride in not wanting to be wrong or not wanting to acknowledge that I'm wrong, you know? Yeah. It's a crazy thought to, like, have that much revealed to us of Jesus and his glory and that he is real and that he is king. But then for people to still turn away and reject him, even though like that that's a great example of people of mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Christ revealing himself, but then people still turning away. That's just like mind blowing to me. But then I think how much have I done that where Christ has revealed himself to me and then I've like the next day gone and turned my back on him and like mm-hmm. sinned against him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, apologist that I, I listen to on online a lot just said the other day he always opens up his conversations in a debate by saying, if Christianity is proven true, would you believe it? And most times when he's speaking to like an atheist or agnostic, they would say no. And he's like, and, it, and I asked that question just to, to show that most of the time disbelief is not an intellectual thing. It is a heart thing. Mm-hmm. And for somebody to say no to something if it's proven true, proves that it's not an intellectual thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because if it is, it's absolutely, I would believe it if it's true. It's actually mostly a heart thing. And I think that kind of is reflective of even how we discuss ideas. It's like when you come at it, you know, when you see something or hear something, it all depends on how your heart filters that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes, even when we have these conversations about moral, you know, moral conversations within our culture, we're starting at such a different place from the culture, right? And so... Um, how does that, like, how would it look differently when it comes to even cultural conversations? How would they maybe be resolved when Jesus comes back and the millennial kingdom is here? Is it a lot of I told you so conversations? Or how does that kind of resolve? Because I, I always think about this, too, is our culture is, is continually, and I would say the world, is continually moving more and more away from morality, right? Yeah, and so. Absolutely it's going to be such a contrast between the kingdom of God and what's left. Um, and I see, I see that even happening today where those who are pursuing the kingdom today as believers, we're getting pulled away even in these conversations about right and wrong because our hearts are so different when it comes to, um, you know, our condition as believers. Hopefully we understand that we are naturally sinful and that mm-hmm. even our thoughts and our feelings aren't true 
as it aligns to what God's going to reveal. But as he's present and he's reigning, you know, now we're going to have this physical representation of, of God and flesh that, that ultimately should, hopefully should affirm all that we're doing. But if you're not pursuing the Lord today, you know, it's most likely you're still not going to pursue him even though you see him. So that's kind of, I, I kind of wanted to, to rest there a little bit and say, one of the things that scripture teaches is that Satan will be bound but yet we will still sin. So let's talk a little bit about that. That's kind of why I was teeing that up, is the root cause of sin is not Satan. And so how does that kind of expand a little bit of what we're talking about with the issue of the human heart and how the millennial kingdom almost exposes that <laughs> even mm-hmm. more? What's your thoughts about Satan being bound, but yet sin still exists? Yeah. I think we talked about this like a bit, maybe yeah. a couple weeks yeah. ago. And Same like way. the question like I always think about, okay, is Satan tempting me or is this Elijah yeah. just wanting to yeah. do this? Yeah. And I think, you know, there is the temptation from Satan, but a lot of the times like it's just Definitely. my like sinful nature just wanting yeah. to act and do stuff. It's the flesh, you know? So yeah, that Satan is not the scapegoat for our sin, like I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah we I I think we can be quick to like point fingers at him mm-hmm. when a lot of times like like to your point, John, it is just our own sinful nature and heart that yeah. <laughs> we tend to rebel and turn against the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out in um in that thousand year reign of like there is no Satan to tempt, but just seeing still the evil hearts of man turn it away from the Lord. D- right. Does it say that Satan and his demons will be bound, or, or, or is it just, is it just Satan? Satan? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I know the answer offhand um, okay. about his demons. Okay. I don't know. I would that's imagine. I would imagine they would be bound too, logically. Him. Yeah. Okay. So, good question. I, one of the well, first of all, you don't keep in my mind. Millennia is a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. a thousand yeah. years is a long time. So here's a crazy thought I just had. So we will experience that reality ten times more than we experience this reality of living in this life that we live in now. That's going to be more, mm-hmm. way more of our experience um, until we we're ushered into eternity. But like that's a long, thousand years is a long mm-hmm. time. And so that to me is something that I don't know if I, I just grasp all the time. I yeah. think I think it's in the word, but yeah. so much isn't isn't our understanding so much. I think this is the enemy. I really do, and this is where it's like I think the enemy deceives us into thinking the things of God is less than what they are. Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. like we we don't anticipate because we don't really truly receive mm-hmm. His revelation, His truth, but like. I, for whatever reason, even growing up in the church, it's always when I die, I'm going to be with the Lord kind of in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I don't play out the millennial kingdom mm-hmm. in my mind. And I don't play him. out, the, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I just feel like it's I die, I'm with him, yeah. and then it's it, that's it. But there's a very real story here yes. mm-hmm. that we're part of in a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. And a millennial, and like, but then, but then we're going to be in eternity. So I think sometimes. Right. Is it because it's eternal? Like, yes, it's a thousand years. We just kind of mush it together and say, oh, it's all the same thing, even yeah. though, no, it's not, because there's a battle mm-hmm. and there's a judgment and right. there's a lot of stuff that's ahead of us. I would argue even more so than our vapor life that the Bible describes now. And 
yet we worship the now, and we don't even really wrestle with the, the not yet. But that's the question is, we're in this weird place of already, and this is where we are. Like, Jesus has already died for the world and, and rescued the world for those who place their faith and trust in him. That's happened. So we have we have been sealed from the punishment of judgment, you know, even though we will be judged in the sense of that's heading. We know where we're going. We know we have all these promises that God's given us. But yet there's still the not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all this stuff that, you know, we just don't wrestle with and we don't talk about. And, like, here's a crazy thought. Have you ever seen a Christian movie about the millennial kingdom? No. no. Right? So no. it's like it's a little bit of a, okay, but... I'm not sure what to do with that thing. Same so anyway, me, thoughts yeah. I'm talking about, but it's kind of a weird thing, right? That yeah. we don't dwell on it. We don't think about mm-hmm. it. Um, I think about that being a lot of people on the earth at one time too. Yeah. Like, cause you know, if the believers in Christ are coming back and reigning with him during the millennial kingdom, right. Right. then like, that's a lot of people that's that have <laughs> like more yeah. than we've ever had on the earth at one time. So I always think about what does <laughs> yeah. that look like for the <laughs> earth and like, how are we making room for that? I don't know. But <laughs> that's, that's a good question. So <laughs> let, me push back, let me push back and say this. Maybe it's not a lot of people, which is a little bit of like convicting. Yeah. I don't know if it's as many people as we think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that there aren't people that have been saved in the past. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is that narrow, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, if it's narrow, then I think yeah. we'll be surprised. But I would also say that um, the world itself is is really something that's fascinating because if you think about like how we are as human beings in this world there's so much there's so much luxury and comfort and things that i don't know if it's based on our um gluttonous hearts mm-hmm. or based you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. I, yeah. that, that's a hard part too is mm-hmm. to say is the world gonna look the same yeah um because like adam and eve again is our prior our greatest picture of pre-fall yeah i would say they probably had a very different different world than mm-hmm. we did and probably had a different routine and pa- anyway all i'll say i think there is gonna be a lot of people mm-hmm. but i mean i got obviously god is om- omniscient and omnipresent so there's that presence there and that relationship there but yeah that's a good question i think a lot of the, w- the world is destroyed too before that mm-hmm. so that's a, that's mm-hmm. also a kind of an interesting thing how many people will be left yeah earthly right earthly yeah. people mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, crazy thought, right? Like yeah. Isaiah could be like walking by you in the kingdom, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's How cool. That be? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy too that like kids are going to be born into that. Yeah, that's a wild thought too. Like, mm-hmm. imagine that—that's like all a kid knows. That's all a, yeah. a kid is is born mm-hmm. into. Why do you think we? Pretty fascinating. Yeah. Why do you think we kind of push like the whole idea of? a thousand year reign millennial kingdom aside and just like have that picture of like, okay, I die and then I'm in the clouds with God. Why do you think we just like skip over that? Is that just like a worldly twist on it? I think we have a problem confronting death, like at the root of that, like, or acknowledging death. So even believers sometimes are like, okay, I'm dying. I'm going to heaven. And they, let that put that them at ease and like there's nothing else to the story so they don't have to dwell on the death part of it mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah i th- i think it again i think there's a deception to think undervalue it mm. because if we undervalue the kingdom and the promises of the kingdom we're going to set our eyes and hopes on this world mm-hmm. 
And I think that's a distraction tactic, mm -hmm. right? So like when we look at government, do we look at it in light of the kingdom to come? I, I mean that. Like that mm -hmm. should change how we see the world. Yeah. It just should. Um, it should it should make us see things differently than I think we do if we don't really acknowledge that. So let's throw this question out, which is a really hard question because it's not the reality, but it is an, it is always good to ask the opposite to kind of receive the truth. Is like mm -hmm. if Jesus wasn't coming back, how would that change our approach and our attitude to to the world that is? Oh, that should be dark, man. Like right. like are you saying if if Christians had knowledge of Jesus and of the promise, but he just wasn't coming back or like we we're still Jesus, going to heaven. Like there's Jesus yeah. still came and died for us and we'd still go to heaven, but he yeah, wasn't let's go there back. again. This isn't truth. It's just right. the idea of like, right. why is it so important to receive the, the story, the, 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 the God's story, not just our part in it, in the mm -hmm. sense of like, it's not just right relationship, sin, restoration, mm -hmm. but there's this reconciliation mm -hmm. coming. You know, what if it was just Jesus died for our sins and now Jesus is in heaven and we get to go to heaven and there isn't this consummated kingdom promise? And this, would that change anything? I guess that's my well, question. Maybe not, but I'm just yeah. kind of asking that question. If you think about it, then I, I don't know that he would have ultimate victory over hmm. over sin. Like, he has to come back and... That's a great That's a great observation. And yeah. defeat evil, defeat sin. What happens with and Satan? Bound, yeah, yeah, bind that's a Satan. question. Right. Mm -hmm. So if he if he hadn't come back, he would just be kind of chilling up in heaven and <laughs> yeah. right. not have that that final battle. He's got to fix right, right. this world. He's mm -hmm. fixed our hearts, mm -hmm. but this world has got to be fixed. And yep. Satan and the, and the demons have to ultimately be judged. Yes, and the world who this is this is the thing that's so convicting is the world who chooses to 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 not receive that forgiveness. Are going to be grafted into that judgment, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's because the judgment is ultimately for Satan and his demons when it comes to that final judgment. But yeah. those who choose to be, and that's that's, yeah. What would happen? What would be left with the unbelieving world if Jesus left and didn't come back? And the other point right? is, he yeah. cares so much that he wants to come back and reveal himself again to the non-believers. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's the preparation for us. It's like. The reason we are not in heaven, because by the way, my, my response to that question would be, I would want to die right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I would just want to die and be with Jesus. Why yeah. would I want to be in this world? Right. Honestly, there's no reason to be in this world if he's not coming back. But if he is, then it's preparation. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's preparing, you know, that song, prepare you the way for the Lord, like, yeah. for his kingdom. That, that is why we are here. And that's why we live in the already not yet, is like... We are here as his ambassadors, prepare the way for him. And we should be praying that prayer every day, like, Lord, bring your kingdom, your kingdom come, your will be yes. done. We should mm -hmm. be expecting and wanting that yes. soon. Yeah. And that's why the church is postured in a way that it should be representation of the kingdom. We are a branch of the kingdom of the not yet. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? We are to be that, and so the world can see what is to come. So we are left to show the world this is what's to come, and this is your opportunity to be part of that. Yeah. That's why I always say, like, uh, and I just I just mean this. People I don't think really understand or receive this is we are going to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Like we are going to glorify God. Regardless. I don't care yeah. who you are. Yes, and you are part of not your story. You're part of His story. Yeah, 
it's it's not your will be done. No, no, his will will be done. But you have an opportunity here, and that's where I'm like, every knee is bowing, every mm-hmm. knee is bowing. So yes, you can deny because God loves you, gives you free will, but you are part of this story. Yes, and like know that, uh, and that's our, that's why we are here is to tell people, hey, mm-hmm. he's coming back, and so. I think that's that would be my answer. Is like I wouldn't want to be here if he wasn't coming back, because mm-hmm. then I would have nothing to share with the world. Um, that's powerful, though, right? Like, yeah, that's a, that's a hard but yeah. true, true thing. Elijah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you just, I feel like at a certain point it would cause Christians to have less tolerance for the world too, mm. because mm-hmm. we would feel like okay. If you're not gonna even attempt to hear or open your heart to, you know, salvation, then it's kind of dumb for you. You're kind of a lost cause, and there's nothing we can do. So I see, I would see that happening a lot. If he wasn't coming, it would be like this hard, like inner out of the church. Yeah. Like there wouldn't be a lot of tolerance. So, yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah, yeah, we certainly would be. Well, that's the thing. I think we would be wanting to get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's like why are we trying to fight for this world? That's never yeah. gonna, you know. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's done for, right? Yeah. Where we're like, no, it's not. God's got a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's hope even in like political systems we don't agree with, or mm-hmm. there's still hope, which allows us your right to have grace yeah. and fight for it. Yeah, Whew. it's good um, stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, yeah. hey guys, thank you for having a conversation about the millennial kingdom with us. Uh, we are so grateful to kind of bring you this podcast. We thank you. All of you have been listening over these past couple of weeks. We've really enjoyed it. We got one more podcast coming to you as well next week. But we just want to say we love this, and we, we hope to do more podcasts in the yeah, future uh, as we yeah, continue on uh, journeying through the Bible together. And hopefully this will stir your affections for the Lord and help you to be kingdom-minded. And uh, we're just so grateful for everyone who listens. So have a great day, guys. Appreciate your time.